by the preach word of God. Let's give Brother Rouse a good Bendale welcome to this pulpit again tonight. Love you, brother. Come on, would you give that hand clap to the King of Kings tonight? Come on, anybody glad to be in the house of the Lord? I said, is anybody glad to be in the house of the Lord tonight? God, I thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Anybody thankful? Come on, we serve a God that's mighty. We serve a God that's able. There is nothing. I said nothing too hard for our God. Thank you, Jesus. Amen, amen, amen. Hallelujah. You can be seated for a few moments. Amen. Mama, bring that baby up here. Praise God. Uh, Y'all been waiting to see her. Amen. Y'all just been putting up with me. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, y'all know I just told a lie. He don't. He looks like a Spears, but that's all right. Amen. I said, y'all looking by sight, and I'm looking by faith. Amen. So I'm just going to keep saying he looks like his daddy. Amen. But our, our girls, we, we told them he was coming with us tonight, and they said, oh, yeah, we, we got to go to that church. She said, that church is the reason why we have a baby brother. Amen. Can I tell you, God hears the prayers of this people. Amen. If you got the need in your life, amen, here's proof that God is able to restore. I said God's able to do anything. <laughs> Hallelujah. You know, I, I, I thought, you know, me, you know, I get up here and preach. Y'all probably think I'm above some of this stuff. Amen. But I'm just like you are. Amen. You know, when, when Pastor Moore got up and had everybody to pray. I remember him saying specifically, now we're going to pray for a boy. And if you don't believe it's going to be a boy, don't even come up here and pray. Might not have been exactly like that, but that's what it meant. <laughs> and so here's our little boy. Amen. And I'm just thankful God is able. I said God is able. Don't, it doesn't matter what you're walking through. doesn't matter what you're going through. If God made you a promise... I said, if God made you a promise, he's going to bring it to pass. I said, if God made you a promise, he will fulfill it. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Take this baby. Take that baby before I shake him up like a milkshake. Praise God. Hallelujah. If you have your Bible, 2 Kings chapter 6. Amen. Beginning with verse number 13. Amen. We are truly thankful. Amen. For Pastor Moore, Sister Moore, their friendship to us. Amen. They are awesome, awesome people of God. How many is thankful for your pastor and pastor's wife? Amen. Hallelujah. So thankful for them. I honor you, Pastor Moore. Give honor to you. And uh, such an awesome man of God. He's, uh, I made a statement last night, and I know I don't have to clarify this, uh, but Brother Moore has become a man that I can lean on personally. Amen. And I have taught him about advice. And uh, he doesn't talk about this church to me. He just listens to me talk about my problems and my situations. Amen. And he's, he's always there for us, and he prays for us. And I know that when, uh, when Pastor Moore and Sister Moore is praying for us, I know that God pays attention. And so we're just so thankful uh, for them and for what they mean to me and my family. Give honor to my pastor, Brother Spears. 
for teaching and preaching the word of truth to me and my family. Second Kings chapter 6, beginning with verse number 13. Amen. I feel this on my heart, and I just want the Lord to have his way in this place tonight. How many wants God to move in this house tonight? I said, how many wants God to move in this house tonight? Hallelujah. He can do more in one moment's time than we could do in an entire lifetime. And we can struggle with it over and over and over again, but if we'll just let God do it. I said, if we'll just put it in his hands, he can do it. He, I said, he can do it. If you're not careful, he might just blow your mind when you learn how to release it into his hands and say, God, I'm not leaning on my own understanding, but I'm going to trust in you. Amen. And he said, speaking of the king of Syria, go and spy where he is, speaking of Elisha, that I may send and fetch him. And when it's told him, saying, Behold, he is in Dothan. Therefore sent he thither horses and chariots and a great host. And they came by night and compassed the city about. And when the servant of the man of God was risen early and gone forth, behold, and host compassed the city both with horses and chariots. And his servant said unto him, Alas, my master, how shall we do? Or what shall we do? And he answered, Fear not. For they that be with us are more than they that be with them. And Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray thee, open his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened the eyes of the young man, and he saw, and behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire round about Elisha. And when they came down to him, Elisha prayed unto the Lord and said, Smite this people, I pray thee, with blindness. And he smote them with blindness according to the word of Elisha. And Elisha said unto them, This is not the way, neither is this the city. Follow me, and I will bring you to the man whom ye seek. But he led them to Samaria. Amen. I want to tell you tonight about a God that knows how to take captivity captive. I want to tell you about a God that knows how to step in, no matter what the situation looks like. No matter how bad it may look, God is able to deliver. I said, God is able to do a mighty work in your life. I wonder, would you lay your Bibles down? Would you stretch your hands up toward heaven one more time all across this place? Come on, I wonder, would you ask the Lord to touch your mind, to touch your heart? God, we need you. God, we magnify you. God, there is nobody like you, Jesus. God, I pray that you would touch our hearts, touch our minds. Uh, come on, I wonder, would you prepare your mind, prepare your heart for the Lord to minister to you, for the Lord to speak to you tonight. God, here I am, an open book, God, uh, a vessel that needs you, God. Fill me up tonight, God. Uh, Lord, I humbly come before you. I pray that you'd empty me of myself, my own ideas, my own opinions. Uh, God, I pray that you'd fill me with your holy anointing, God. It is your anointing uh, that destroys every yoke of bondage. Uh, it is your anointing, God, that moves and works and lifts the heavy burdens up off the shoulders of your people, God. Lord, I pray, God, that you'd bind up the broken heart and set every captive soul free. Call someone out of their prison house tonight, God. Lord, open the doors that seem like they'll never be unlatched, God. Lord, move and work by your mighty power in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, Lord. And if any good thing would happen in this house tonight, let it be said, it was because of your anointing. Come on, that's it. Would you clap your hands? Somebody ought to shout. I said, somebody ought to shout unto God with a voice of triumph. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Would you call on that name? There is no other name. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Somebody say in Jesus' name.
Amen. Turn to somebody before you see to tell them, look again. Amen. Turn to somebody else, tell them, look again. Amen. You may be seated. Hallelujah. Look again. Amen. The king of Syria, he's tried not just once, not just twice, but several times he has tried unsuccessfully to attack the nation of Israel. And can I tell you tonight that we have an adversary that if his first attack doesn't work, he's not going to give up. He's going to come at you again and again and again and again. Why? Because he's on a mission to kill, steal, and destroy. Uh, but the adversary, every attempt that he makes, uh, every, every assault that he tries to make against the people of God, uh, Israel seems to be one step ahead of their enemy. Uh, Israel seems to be outsmarting him some way, uh, one way or the other. Uh, all of his best laid schemes, his best laid plans, uh, uh, they, they do not profit him anything because uh, he realizes something's not right, something's wrong. Uh, uh, my plan ought to be succeeding against the children of Israel but one after one Israel proves to outsmart him it's not because Israel was some were rare skilled in warfare but it was because there was a man of God that knew how to touch the throne of God it's because there was a prophet of God that knew how to pray and not only did he know how to pray but he knew how to hear from God he knew how to put himself in a position where that God could speak to him and God could talk to him and then God would tell him this is what the enemy plans on doing and so the man of God would tell the king of Israel this is what Syria is planning to do against our nation and against our people can I tell you that God places his man in our lives for a reason God puts the watchman on a wall for a reason he don't do it just because that's a good idea or because it looks pretty but he does it to save your soul he does it to save your family he does it to protect your children. He does it to let you know, hey, the enemy's not just playing games with you, but he desires to destroy your life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We would be wise to listen to the man of God. We will be wise to listen and to fall in love with the word of God. It would save us a lot of pain. It would save us a lot of heartache. It will save us uh, a lot of trouble that we would not have had to walk through if we could just learn uh, to listen to the Word of God, uh, to listen to the voice that God has placed in our lives. But can I tell you, it would have done no good if the prophet would have never opened his mouth. It would have done no good if the king of Israel, after he heard the Word from God, if he would have not took it seriously, it would have profited him nothing. But he had to believe this is what God said. And if God said it, that's the way it is. It must be so. Can I tell you, the Word of God is a very important thing. The Word of God is a very powerful thing. And the messenger of God is a very important thing. That's why God set it up the way that he did. And that man has a responsibility to say, you know what? It might not be what you want to hear. 
It might not be what scratches your back and tickles your ears. Hey, but thus saith the word of God. You must be born again. You must come out from among the world and be ye separate. You've got to have a border. You've got to have a line in your life that you will not cross. Hallelujah. Ezekiel 33 and 6 says, But if the watchmen see the sword come, and blow not the trumpet, and the people be not warned, if the sword come and take any person from among them, he is taken away in his iniquity, but his blood will I require at the watchman's hand. So thou, O son of man, I have set thee a watchman into the house of Israel. Therefore thou shalt hear the word at my mouth, and warn them from me. That's how serious the Lord takes a preacher. He says it's like the watchman that's on a wall. And in times of war, when he sees the enemy coming, he has a responsibility to sound the alarm. And if he doesn't sound the alarm, then whoever loses their life, hey, the watchman's going to be held accountable. And the Lord uses that to transition into speaking to Ezekiel, the man that he had chosen for that day, the man that he had chosen for that hour, and said, so are you, son of man. Hey, if you don't warn my people, if you don't cry out and tell them the words that I put in your mouth, then you're going to be held accountable. I tell you what, we need in this day and hour we need men of God to stand up and to declare hey thus saith the word of God we need the word of God preached like never before it says you can't live in sin and be saved you can't fornicate and be saved you can't love the world and be saved but you gotta come out and be born of the spirit And so, the man of God, not once, not just wherever, whenever he felt like it, but every time God would, would, would reveal to him what was going on, he would bring it to the king. And we're telling him, this is your enemy's plan. This is what the enemy desires to do. And so the king, he takes action. And finally, the king of Syria, he gets to the place where he feels like there must be a spy. Somebody's against me and those that I have called closest to me, my closest counsel. Oh, the words that I'm speaking, they're going and telling the king of Israel, someone among us is against me. Oh, but there was a wise man in the group that said no I tell you what's happening that prophet of God is down there in Israel and whatever you're even thinking in your bedroom in your bed chambers you might not even be speaking it out loud but the Lord's revealing your plans to the man of God and the man of God is telling the king hey can I tell you something we serve a God that's able to let us know what's coming we serve a God that's able to let us know hey and my be some hard times coming but if you'll stand by the word of God God will see you through it and I tell you God will not leave you in the dark but he'll let you know hey I'm moving and I'm working on your behalf hallelujah hallelujah oh so now oh now king of Syria says well if I can't attack the people of God, I'll attack the prophet of God. If I can't get to them without first taking care of him, that's what I'm going to do. 
And so he says, somebody tell me where he is. They said, he's down there in Dothan. And Elisha and his servant, they're there in the house. Man, they go to bed, everything looks good. They go to bed, and if you let me say it like this, it was like the sun was still shining. Everything was still looking good. Oh, but in the morning when the servant of God gets up, he walks out the front door, and the first thing he sees is the enemy has us surrounded. He looks up in the mountain, and the first thing he sees is today's not going to be a good day. And he looks, and he thinks, my, my Lord, how are we going to survive this? How are we going to make it through this? How are we going to walk through this and come out all right? I want to tell you, the enemy would love to convince you that things are a lot worse than what they really are. The enemy would love to convince you that you're never going to come through this and be all right. But you're going to be forever scarred and forever marked. But I want to let you know in the house of the Lord tonight, we serve a God that's greater than any device of hell. We serve a God that's greater than any attack of the enemy. We serve a God that's able to make a way. On oh, the servant of God, he runs in and he finds Elisha and he says, Alas, my master, what are we going to do? That word alas is an expression of great pain. And he finds himself wondering, how is this going to work out in our favor? And in agony and pain, he begins to cry out, what are we going to do? I don't know about you, but I've been there before. Where I cried out and said, Lord, what am I going to do about this? How am I going to make it through this and still be okay? How am I going to walk through this valley and still come out victorious? How am I going to go through this fire and still be all right? And in that moment of great pain, he begins to wonder, hey, this isn't looking good. This isn't feeling good. When I look up, all I can see is my enemy. All I can see is it's only a matter of time before it's over. It's only a matter of time before it's finished. It's only a matter of time before I'm down never to rise again. Hallelujah. The Bible tells us in Psalm 73, verse 2, of a man named Asaph that had one of those moments, one of those alas moments where it looked like nothing could go right and everything was going wrong. He said, but as for me, my feet were almost gone. My steps had well nigh slipped. For I was envious at the foolish when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. As he began to look around him, nothing was going the way that it looked like it should be going. As he looked around him, he began to look at the wicked that were not even trying to live right, were not even trying to do right. And it looked like they were being blessed. And it looked like he was going through the valley. And like things were never going to get any better. He got to the place where his feet were almost gone. He almost lost his footing. He almost got to the place to where he just gave up and threw in the towel and said, I've had all I can take. 
And in verse number 14 says, For all the day long have I been plagued and chastened every morning. If I say I will speak thus, behold, I should offend against the generation of thy children. When I thought to know this, it was too painful for me. What Asaph was saying was if I even told about how I felt in my spirit, people, I was afraid of what the church would say about me. I was afraid of what the children of God would say about me. And when I tried to think about it and figure it out in my mind. It was too painful for me. Can I tell you what was happening? At first look, all he could see was the adversary. It looks like they're going to triumph over me. When he looked the first time, it looked like things are never going to get any better. But can I tell you what Asaph needed? He needed a fresh look. He needed some clarity in his life. He needed to look at the situation again. And in verse number 17, he said, unto I went into the sanctuary of God then understood I therein I've come to tell you when you're walking in this world sometimes you don't have clarity sometimes it don't make sense but somebody let me get back in the house of God where I can understand things better it's time to take another look it's time to open your eyes again and say God give me a fresh look Look. Hallelujah. Can I tell you what God wants to do in this house tonight? God wants to give some clarity in the house of the Lord tonight. I said God wants to shine his light on some darkness in this place. Oh, the enemy would love to convince you it's a done deal. You might as well throw in the towel. You might as well try something else. Oh, there's some of you feel like when I went to bed, it was all good. But just like that, overnight, everything changed. I woke up this morning, the whole world was on top of me. Hey, I thought I had victory. I thought I had it going my way. But now the tables are turned. And at night, the enemy has snuck in. And the enemy has surrounded me. Can I tell you why Satan's fighting you so hard? He don't want you to see the sun shine again. I said he's trying to kill you in the dark. He's trying to kill you in the midst of your confusion. But God is able. I said God is able. Hallelujah. I tell you, Satan works good when it's dark. When you can't see what the outcome's going to be. He looks good planting those, he works good planting those seeds of doubt in the middle of your chaos, in the middle of your confusion. Oh, but I've come to serve the devil notice tonight that there's one greater than him. There's one more mighty than him. And when it was dark, the God that created the heavens and the earth and there was darkness that covered everything and there was void and there was emptiness. Hey, the spirit of that God that created it all began to move upon the face of the waters. Hey, he didn't need the light to move. Hey, but when he began to speak in the darkness, things began to change. The chaos was brought to order. And I've come to tell you about a God that knows how to work at night. Micah 7 and 8 says, Rejoice not against me Oh, my enemy, but when I fall, I shall arise. That sounds pretty good to stop right there. But he goes on and says, hey, when I sit in darkness, the Lord shall be a light unto me. I've come to tell
middle of your calamity, in the middle of your confusion, God is able. Oh, is there anybody in the house tonight that has a spirit that says, hey, devil, don't rejoice against me just yet. God is still for me. Servant of God, and I, Pastor Moore, I kind of like, I kind of like that he's not named. I like to kind of think of it as myself. I like to kind of think of it as some of you that's here tonight in the house of God. Amen, because we all have those moments in our life. That servant got up, he was about to get busy. He was ready to get to work. But that fear of what was up in the mountains caused him to run back inside. And say, oh, it's not looking good. Woo! <laughs> said, it ain't looking good. Oh, I'm sure he probably locked the door the best way he could. Oh, and there he is. And the man of God, he's not afraid. Because the man of God, remember, he's already been in touch with God. He already knows, hey, it doesn't matter how many of them there are. God has already revealed to me. Woo! There's something else in them mountains. Oh, there's, I said, there's something else in them mountains. And while the enemy's focusing on Elisha's house, hey, there's something that comes up behind the enemy. There's something that comes up around them. Hey, they don't even realize, hey, your days are numbered. Hey, your days are numbered. I come to preach to that captivity spirit tonight and tell you I serve a God. You might think you got me surrounded, devil, but my God, I'm not surrounded once, but I'm surrounded twice. Hey, my enemies got me surrounded, but God has me and my enemies surrounded. And in the name of Jesus, he will conquer. Elisha, he said, you know what? I'm not going to pray for the Lord to change the situation. I'm going to pray for the Lord to open up your eyes. Because, servant of God, you might not can see it, but there's already a force in those mountains that's on your side. Woo! He said, there's more that's for us than there is that's against us. And I've come to declare in the house of the Lord tonight, Hell's best strategies, Satan's best plan of attack. Hey, it's not nothing when God raises up to protect and defend. It doesn't matter how many foes line up against you. It don't matter how many lies. It don't matter how many rumors. It don't matter. I said it don't matter how many naysayers. It don't matter how many betrayers. It don't matter how many backstabbers. And I said it don't matter how many turn their back and walk away. What matters is when God is for you. I said what matters is that God is for you. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. He said, Lord, open up his eyes. Lord, let him see what I'm seeing right now. 
Lord, let him see it's not as bad as it looks. And I know the first time he looked, all he could see was the enemy. And so that's what he magnified in his mind. All he could see was while we were sleeping, the enemy's been at work in our life. While we were taking it easy, the enemy has then snuck in and surrounded us. But I want to tell you, Psalms 34, verse 7, says the angel of the Lord encampeth round about them that fear him and delivereth them. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusteth in him. I want to tell you, if you'll let him, the devil will feed you doubt. If you'll let him, the devil will fill your mind full of negative thoughts. Hey, but it's time for somebody to look beyond what the devil's trying to do in your life and see that there's a God and taste of the goodness of that Savior. Hey, it's time for you to reach up and grab a handful of the goodness of God and say that's what I'm going to digest that's what I'm going to dwell on I'm going to think about the goodness of God I'm going to think about the power of God that brought me out time and time and time again he's able somebody needs some clarity somebody needs a fresh look in the presence of God Hallelujah. At first, can I tell you it matters? You can be saying it matters what you magnify in your mind. Hallelujah. I said it matters what you magnify. Amen. How many, how many ever shot a big old buck? And when you got over and looked at him, you realized, oh, he wasn't quite as big as I thought he was. Where'd that big one go? If anything like me when I'm hunting, I can't even shoot, I can't even hit what I'm shooting at. Hallelujah. It's better for me when I go hunting to not even shoot at them, just watch them, because then I don't feel that letdown when I miss. Just watch them. Just sit there, Brother Bradford, and just jerk a little bit. Oh, that's that's awesome. Hallelujah. God help me, Jesus. But when you see that, sometimes you get excited and you begin to see things that aren't really there. You begin to see it's a four point, but you start adding on some here and some there. And that's the way it is with the devil if you ain't careful. It's just a little old puny adversary. Hey! Would you start thinking maybe there's some more behind them rocks over there? Jesus, I come to preach to somebody. God can open your eyes tonight. God can reveal to you I'm still who I say I am. I'm still a way maker. Hallelujah. 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 He magnified. He said, alas, my master, what are we going to do? There's no way we're coming out of this. Psalms 34, verse 1. Now, I don't know if David sang this. Maybe, maybe Brother Ford can tell us. I don't know. I don't know if he sang this when he was standing before Abimelech or if he sang this after he was delivered from that. But all I know is that this was the reason why that song was written. Because he was there in a situation that looked like there's no way out of this. And he had to feign himself mad. But verse 1, 
David said, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. Can I tell you what the enemy wants you to do? He wants you, he wants you to brag on how bad the enemy is. He wants you to brag about how outnumbered you are. Oh, but David said me, I'm going to make my boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. Hey, it looks bad, preacher. Hey, let me brag on Jesus for just a little while. When the enemy said it was over, God said not yet. When the devil said you're done, God said not yet. Let's brag on Jesus. Somebody magnify the Lord with me. David said, I made up my mind. Hey, David, when are you going to bless the Lord? You going to bless him in the good times? Yeah, I'm going to bless the Lord in the good times. David, you going to bless the Lord in the bad times? Yeah, I'm going to bless the Lord in the bad times. I know there's a lot of bad things going on around me, but there's a lot of good things that God has already done. And if he never does anything else, he's already done enough. I said he's already done enough. Let me go ahead and step back. Let me go ahead and lift my eyes up. Let me go ahead and throw my hands up. Let me tell you about how good he's been to me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. I once was bound, but now I'm free. It matters. I said, it matters what you magnify. It matters what you focus on. I wonder what would happen if you begin to magnify the Lord over your lost family. I wonder what would begin to happen if you begin to magnify the Lord over that fear that creeps in at night. I wonder what would happen if you begin to magnify the Lord as you lay there on your bed. And you can't fall asleep because you're worried about what tomorrow holds. I wonder what would happen if you began to magnify the Lord and say, Lord, you've never failed me not one time. Hallelujah. We need the Lord to open some eyes in the house tonight. We need the Lord to give somebody some clarity in the house of the Lord tonight. Hey, if you'll let the devil, he'll lead you wherever he wants you to go. If you'll let the devil, he'll have as much against you as you can imagine in your mind. But if you'll open your eyes and take another look, it's time to go back to the window. Open the blinds back up and look again. It's time to throw the door open and look again. There's more in those mountains. There's fire. There's deliverance in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, let's exalt. Let's lift up the name of Jesus. I wonder if somebody throw their hands up in the air. I wonder would you lift your voice up right now? Hey, when everything looked bad, when everything looked bad, Pastor Moore already said it. There was uh, two or three that were saying everything's going to be all right. When everything looked like it could be bad and get worse, there were some people saying everything's going to be all right. Come on, you need to open your eyes. You need to look again. I said you need to look again. Some of you need to pray again. Some of you need to believe again. 
Some of you need to get that faith back. You laid it on a shelf. I said, you laid it on a shelf. It's time to reach back. It's time to get it. I said, it's time to get it. It's time to let the devil know. As for me and my house, we're going to be victorious. We're going to win in the name of Jesus. See, if the devil can keep your attention on the bad things, he can keep your mind off of the goodness of God. And if he can keep your mind off the goodness of God, it ain't going to be long until depression becomes your closest friend. God help me, Jesus. It ain't going to be long until discouragement is your constant companion. And that's all you know. They say, woe is me. And I'm not trying to make light of anybody because I've been there before. I said, I've been there before. I've had those moments in my life where I had to go lay on my face before the Lord. I laid with my hands open up like this, saying, God, I'm releasing these feelings to you. I'm releasing this bitterness to you. I'm releasing this anger. I'm releasing, I'm releasing all these feelings and all these thoughts that I have. Why? I wanted to have clearer vision. I didn't want my ministry to be destroyed. I didn't want my walk with God to be destroyed because of what happened in my life. I've come to tell you, God will give you clarity if you'll open your eyes and look again. I'm going to reach over to somebody close to you, lay your hand on them, begin to pray with them, take them by the hand, put your arm on their shoulder. He Come on, I'm I'm praying that somebody will begin to look again. I'm praying that somebody will begin to look again. Come on, I'm praying somebody will begin to look again. Hey, I know it looks bad. I know it didn't look too good. Hey, but there's more for you than there is against you. There's more going in your favor than you realize. But the enemy's got you focused on all the bad things. The enemy's got you focused on all the negative things. I pray for clarity in the house of the Lord tonight. I pray that the Holy Ghost would rise up in this house. Come on, you ought to go there tonight. You ought to go to that door and fling it open, saying, I'm not going to be bound by this stuff. I'm not going to be bound by my fear of rejection. I come to tell you, hey, I come to preach that spirit of rejection. It's trying to weigh heavy on somebody. You're saying nobody cares. But there's a God that says if you'll look again, you'll see I'm already there. I got chariots. I got horses. I got angels to fight for you. I live my wife and make her way to the music. He cut all the Hallelujah in the name of Jesus. He cut our Ramos at the Catamas at the Ramah. He cut our Ramos at the Catamas 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 at the
and I have been with you. That fear that's tried to cripple, that nagging feeling that you seem like you can't get away from, that past that tries to haunt you, God said, I'm delivering you from that right now. God said, I'm washing you. In the name of Jesus. God said, be renewed in your spirit. God said, you've walked. You've crawled long enough. It's time to soar again. It's time to fly again. In the mighty name of Jesus, be renewed in your spirit right now in Jesus' name. Come on, would you lift your voice all across this house? Hey! Hey! In the name of Jesus! In the name of Jesus! Come on, somebody ought to call on their name. I said somebody ought to call on their name. I said you ought to call on their name. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Hey! Come on, you ought to reach out all across this house. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I pray that the scales would fall away from your eyes tonight. I pray that the deceiver would be made manifest tonight. You see, there's some that try to call themselves your friend. I'm walking in the Holy Ghost right now. They want to give you advice. And when you feed into that, it's been bringing you down lower. And you, you, you've been sensing it, but you haven't been able to pinpoint what it is. And I'm going to tell you what it is tonight. You need to make sure who you're confiding in. It's all right, Pastor. You need to make sure who you're running and calling. There's some people that would, uh, they, they would love to get a little more dirt on you. I tell you where you, where you ought to run. You ought to run into the house of God. Woo! When you get off work a little early, you ought to run into the house of God and say, God, open my eyes. Let me see you as you really are. High and lifted up. Tell you what we need, brother Ford. We need a woe is me moment. I said we need a woe is me moment. Where we say, God, I'm unclean. God, I'm filthy. And God says, let me get some something off the altar. Can I tell you what the altar will do? It'll change your life. 
The altar will make you talk different. The altar will make you think different. The altar will make you walk different. The altar will give you confidence. Hey, it's not by my own ability, but I've been touched by the cause. I'll tell you what else Isaiah seen. He said, I, I saw the Lord high and lifted up. And his train filled the temple. I wonder if we just shake your hands up to whatever one more time. I pray that God would open your eyes right now. All across this sanctuary, I pray that God would open your eyes right now. He Hallelujah. I said, I pray that God would open your eyes right now. Come here, brother. Step out right here. Hallelujah. God said he's working in your favor. God said he's about to place your foot in a solid place. He's about to give you a sense of security like you haven't had in a little while. God said, I have seen your faithfulness. You haven't let nobody know what you've been doing. But I have seen it. And I'm about to reward you openly. Yes! God said, I'm restoring some of those childhood dreams. In the name of Jesus. Be loosed in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name. Come on. Come on. Come on. You ought to lift your voice. I said, you ought to lift your voice. God, open my eyes. Come on. Is there anybody here tonight that says, God, give me a fresh vision. Give me a fresh touch. Come on, you ought to run to this altar. I said, you ought to run down to this front. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Come on, you ought to begin to pray that name. You ought to begin to say that name. Say Jesus. Come on. I tell you, some of you have been walking by sight long enough. You've been walking by what you can see carnally long enough. But Paul said, we walk by faith and not by sight. God help me, Jesus. That word walk, it means to tread all around. It means to walk at large. And what that means is there's no borders. There's no boundaries, there's no limitations, but you're at large. And can I tell you what God wants to do in this house tonight? Your sight has tried to confine you to a prison, tried to box you in with fear and anxiety and doubt and confusion. But when you begin to walk by faith, your enemy don't know where you at. Your enemy can't find you. All he knows is he's out there somewhere. I had him bound yesterday, but today there's only shackles where he once was. Woo! 
I had him bound up yesterday, but now there's only an empty cell because he's walking by faith. One more time, I'll close this out. What I want you to do is I want you to take a step in faith. If that's me, if that means lifting up your hands, do it. If that means lifting up your voice, do it. If that means calling a certain name in prayer, do it. You know what hell, you know what Satan has convinced you is hopeless. You go ahead and begin to believe for it again. You go ahead and begin to claim it again. You go ahead and step out on that limb again. You go ahead and say, God, I'm coming up on the wall and I will not come down. Woo! Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Come on. God, give us clarity tonight. I said, God, give us clarity tonight. God, give us clarity. Come on, would you pray? Would you pray? Would you pray? Come on, would you push past the veil of your own understanding? Come on, it's not over till God says it's over.
Oh, you ought to press your way in tonight. Oh, he is. Oh, he's my defense. Say we win. Come on, you're an overcomer in the name of Jesus. Say we Say we win in the name. Say we win. Say in the name. We win. We win. Say in the name. Over fear. Over anxiety. Say in the name. Over depression and addiction, say in the name. He conquered all my enemy, say in the name. We win, we win, say in the name. He conquered all my enemies, say in the name. We win, we win. Say in the name. Say we win. Come on, are there any winners tonight? Are there any winners tonight? Say shackles. They are loosed. Say in the name. Oh, and strongholds. They are destroyed in the name. He trampled all my enemies, say in the name. Come on, you ought to claim it tonight. I said you ought to claim it tonight in the name. Oh, in the name.
you what you need to do tonight? You need to take it by force. I say you need to take it by force. You've looked at the enemy long enough. You've been intimidated by the enemy long enough. It's time to step out by faith and say tonight is the night. I'm taking back dominion to walk in the spirit. I'm taking back dominion to put my foot on the neck of my adversary. Woo! Do you feel something rising up? Do you feel it stirring way deep in your belly? It feels like rivers of living water. Come on, you might as well just let it flow. You might as well just let it gush. In the name of Jesus. Come on in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Come on, tonight's tonight you claim it. Tonight's tonight you take it back. Tonight's tonight you let the devil know. I'm not fighting in my carnal flesh. I'm not fighting in my carnal mind. I'm not walking by my carnal side anymore. Hey, but I'm going to war in the spirit. I said, I'm going to war in the spirit. I'm taking back every promise. I'm taking back everything that God said was mine.
victory, power, healing, safety, power. Oh, we got a right to pray and worship. There's deliverance. trumpet and shout praise him for the victory say your voice and sing for joy clap your hands make a joyful noise this is the way we fight come on praise him for the victory say hey, worship hey, blow the trumpet somebody praise him
trumpet. Come on and praise it. Hey, lift up your voice. Clap your hands. Come on and praise it. Oh, it's healing. 
Come on, this is your time of refreshing right now. Would you baptize me? Baptize me. This is my time. Oh, I can feel it. Say, revive me. Baptize me. This is my time. Oh, I can feel it. I can feel it in my feet. Way on down. It's all over.
Why don't we all stand together for just a moment here tonight and let's really take to heart what was preached to us. Let's let the words of the preacher ring out into our ears tonight and simply do as the screen. Let's look again. Let's look again. Let's pray for that I've said that New Testament talks about. And that we could see through the eyes that our Creator would want us to look through. And that we could see the hand of God and the presence of God. Be able to see the workings of the Lord among us. You see, the devil don't want you to see nothing but what he's doing. The world wants you to see what they're doing. The unbelievers and doubters and the list just goes on and on. But you know what? God's still there. He's still there. He's still there blessing and healing and working for us as we put our trust in Him tonight. So we just simply go on and take to heart and put it in our minds and our spirit. Amen. God, we're looking for your works. We're going to see the way you want us to see. I know we're looking through a darkly glass, but God, you know what? You can clear that thing up for us because it's your heartbeat. You're not the author of confusion. You're not. You're not confused tonight by no means whatsoever. So he knows how to instruct us and guide and lead us. If he could lead Israel for 40 years. Now, take the note. He was in a wilderness. A place they had never been. But he still led them. And he'll do the same thing for us in this old spiritual warfare that we're in. We're not fighting against flesh and blood. But rulers of darkness and spiritual wickets in high places. But you know what? We got one that's on our side that's fighting for us. And his intent is for every soul in this house is to win. So let's just simply do what the preachers preached here tonight. I'm going to look again. Amen. I'm going to look again. And I'm going to be looking for the things of God, the workings of God. Elijah could only see the cloud, the Bible says, the size of a man's hand. But it was enough. It was enough for the storm, for the fulfillment of the promise, for the rain to come. Sometimes you got to see the little things before he can trust you with the big stuff. You got to give recognition to those small things. And when you do that and you acknowledge and give God that glory, guess what? It just keeps increasing from that. Amen. Why don't we together just lift our hands? Lord, we love you tonight and appreciate you. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your presence. And God, from this night, we would take another look and look again, looking for the hand of the Lord, looking for the powers of your grace and mercy, your chariots, God, that fills up the mountains around us, that encircles us, that wars and battles for us. We're going to give you the honor and the praise and the glory for all right in this house tonight as we give you the thanks with everything it is in our hearts, our minds, and our spirits. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Let me close with this. The Bible says.
Amen. No weapon formed against us shall prosper. It didn't say the weapons wouldn't be formed. It didn't say that you may even see them. But the key to it is, it's not going to be successful what it was formed for. Because God's with us. He's going to see us through. Again, let me say, appreciate all of our guests tonight. God bless each one of you for coming to worship with us and magnify the Lord. Thank you for taking the time on this Monday night. God bless you. We love and appreciate you. We'll see you back here Sunday morning. Amen. 9.30 prayer time, 10 o'clock service time. All right? God bless you. Appreciate you. You're dismissed in the fear of the Lord. God bless you.